Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 13 of the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast with me, Joe Gifford. So there was a little gap between episode 12 and this one, and it's been the summer holidays here. And my little ones are heading back to school next week. And we have been hanging out together a lot, which has been awesome. For those of you who, you know, sort of follow me on Instagram and on Facebook, you'll see that we had some early morning rave action. We went down to something called Morning Gloryville uh, last week, which was a lot of fun and a really awesome way to start the day, really energized and with a dance off uh, from 6.30 in the morning until 10.30 to be covered in glitter is a whole lot of fun. And I've been really enjoying hanging with the little ones. However, it's not always easy. And I'm sure that everybody else out there who is running a business and also has a family over the summer, um, it can sometimes be challenging, right? So I'm sending you the biggest love from the trenches also. It's a mixture of loving time with the kids, but also really craving some personal space. So if you're feeling like that as well, I salute you. So this week's episode is an interview. Um, I was actually being interviewed by the lovely Lacey Box. Now, Lacey is also a content and creation queen. So she is like my brain twinsy. And she interviewed me for her Facebook Live and for her website as part of her Innovator interview series. And I loved our session and thought that you guys would really want to hear it too. So Lacey is absolutely fantastic. And here's what you're going to be hearing about. You're going to be hearing about how when you apply some different ideas to what you do, you get amazing results and stands out from the crowd. You're going to be hearing about how creativity is a secret weapon to stand out from the language that you see everybody else using. You're going to hear about how everything is a remix. Nothing is an entirely original thought. And it's about how you re- how you remix it is where you can really leave your mark. We're going to be talking about how to have fun in your business and how to do stuff that's radically different that gets you noticed, but that feels aligned to you how to layer on some what if into everything that you do um, and how to lean into experimenting and coloring outside the lines in your business. So I am really excited for you guys to meet Lacey. If you haven't already, you can check her out on laceybogs.com. And I'm also going to be putting the post for her website in the podcast show notes so you can see the Facebook live for this interview as well. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would be super happy if you could pass on to anybody else who you know who would love to blow up the blueprint alongside you. Also, of course, you are always invited to join my free Facebook community. So if you search blow up the blueprint in Facebook, you will find us. You can also find us on on killercontent.link forward slash blueprint. And you can find out more about me on joegifford.co. So without further ado, meet the lovely Lacey and hear all about how you can stand apart by using creativity. See you guys soon. Today, I have the extreme pleasure of having my new friend. We've only recently met, but we have a lot in common and we get along really well. (laughs) New friend, Joe Gifford, who is a fellow content queen. She's a content strategist and a creativity strategist or consultant. She helps people tap into their creativity and bust out of the rut and the box that we all sometimes get in when we are doing creative things. And Joe, I wanted to bring you on today to my innovator interviews. That's a little hard to say. I should maybe come up with a better title. (laughs) I was impressed with that one. (laughs) I wanted to have you on because like your whole jam is getting people to think outside the box and getting people to do something a little more creative. 
And so the first thing I want to say is, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? And then we can kind of get into Mm. like how you do it. We'll pick your brains. How I do it, baby. (laughs) Well, hey, Lacey, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me on. And I love your work. And I love that we are the content nerds. Loving all that. (laughs) So what I do, I have a couple of strands to what I do. So there's one part of it, which is, you know, building frameworks for clients and teaching them how to create content in a way that's really smart, that makes the most of their time, uh, that gets stuff done in a really interesting way. So there's the kind of strategy part of it. There's the, okay, what, you know, what are your clients asking? How can we answer it in a way that feels really cool to you and in a way that has a process around it? That, that really rocks. And so you aren't just kind of sitting there going, if I have to do a blog post, I'm going to die. <laughs> but, you know, that, yeah, so we get really bespoke around how they love to work and how to get that message out in a really cool way. The other part of what I do is to infuse all of this stuff with creative thinking, which is my passion. And so my career has been a bit of a portfolio career. So my, yeah, my first career was graphic design. So I was in design management and I ran teams and agencies and that sort of thing. And what I loved the most about that was the bit where I you know, sort of got the team together and was like, right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jam out all these ideas. We're going to get the solutions out and we're going to get creative. And after that role, when I sort of made the leap into self-employment, I, you know, I do copywriting, I've worked as sort of travel writers, I've you know, been like a lecturer. So, I mean, I've really brought all the different parts of my personality to the stuff that I've done. And I bring all of that now together by mentoring entrepreneurs and by you know, working with them to really inject some personality into, into the way that they work and the way that they can see things. Because if you bring creative thinking, which is the strand of all that stuff, really, you know, you know, from the design to the copywriting to the, you know, all that stuff, the thread within that is the creative thinking part. And, you know, when you apply some different ideas to what you do, you get amazing results and you, and you stand out from the crowd. So, you, you know, this is like a really secret, you know, like a secret weapon to stepping away from the language that we see everybody using, that we see everyone, you know, sort of swiping the buzzwords, don't we? We see <laughs> everyone, and, you know, I'm sure you must have seen this, you know, with your clients as well, like when we start with them, it's, you know, people want to try on a business persona and kind of think, you know, especially when you're starting out, you're like, well, so-and-so is really cool, and, yeah. you know, I like their vibe, and I can see how they're using that language. I'm just going to kind of use that sort of thing and see if I can make it work for me which most people do, it's not a bad thing. Like, but the, if you can find a tool and a set of tools that will really help you dig into something that makes you sound really awesome, but also sounds really like you because we've really sort of gelled that with your personality, you get to come up with packages, services, experiences, you know, content ideas that are really leading from your edge as opposed to just swiping people's ideas and right. trying to kind of get them together. I think that happens. That was quite a long answer. No, that was a good answer. That was a good answer. I think that happens so often though, because we find somebody we admire and it's not about that we're trying to copy them. It's just that we're like, oh, she's so good. I admire what she does so much. I want to, you know, be like her. I did this, you know, when I was a kid, I did this a ton with fiction. I was always Mm. writing as a kid. And so whatever book I was reading, all of a sudden my short stories would turn into they sounded like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or they sounded like Agatha Christie or they sounded like whatever I was into at the moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just natural, yeah. I think, for a lot of us to do that. 
Totally. And the same happened. I mean, you know, everything is a remix, right? So, you know, we don't live in a bubble. Nothing is an entirely original thought. So everything comes into what we do. We are informed by popular culture, by trends, by what's happening in the marketplaces, by what we're seeing, the books we're reading, the designers, like all of that stuff is like a cultural synthesis of what is happening, right? So it's really normal to be informed by what we're seeing. It's not like, you know, the work of the devil or anything, but it's totally normal. <laughs> it's, it's how you remix it is the piece where you can really add, add your mark. And with that piece, to, you know, sort of talking about how, you know, we see stuff and we try it on. I think that when we realize that we could, you know, what I say to my clients and to my, you know, kind of audience is, okay, what is it about that work that you like? Was it the tone of voice or was it the kind of humor that punctuated it? Was it the way that they set the page out and kind of divided up the pieces of information? You know, is it the way that they do videos in the medium of dance? I don't know, like, you know, what is the stuff that's made you go, I love it? And if you can identify that, then you've kind of got your swipe file, but you've got your swipe file of the concept as opposed to, you know, sort of digging into the actual thing. And it's great to be inspired by other people. And we all stand on the shoulders of others who set the way before us. You know, Mm -hmm. we are adding to the conversation. We learn from people. That's, we learn from blueprints. We learn from, you know, sort of tried and, and tested methods. And what I like to do is say, well, that's a great blueprint. Let's blow it up and let's, you know, rip it up a little bit and, you know, see what happens if we start to scribble outside the lines. I love that. I love that. You're a big fan of markers, aren't you? You do everything with. Oh my gosh. Yes. In fact, I don't have my, (laughs) I don't have my pot here right now, but I usually have my squibbly whiteboards and my Sharpie pens and all different colors, but my daughters have stolen my Sharpies lately (gasps) downstairs with my Sharpies thinking that I don't know. I know. Mama knows. (laughs) That's the worst. I will share. I used to, my dad was an artist and he used to like jealously guard his pens and I never got it when I was a kid and now I get it. I've learned to be, okay, okay, we, you know, we can share those Sharpies, but as long as they're back in my tin and on my little thing. But yeah, I, I love to, and, and that's something else as well. You know, we are so connected and I love technology by the fact that we can do this. We can jam, you know, we can meet people throughout the world. You know, everything is accessible. But when you take some bright colored Sharpies and a massive piece of paper and you get all sorts of ideas out and you see connections in a totally different way and I love to go offline and to you know sort of move ideas around and even use post-it notes and move them around mm-hmm. if you're planning a book or a, or like a podcast episode series or whatever it is and then you know take it back online by taking like a photograph and storing that to Evernote or to your Trello but there's something so different about moving it around and sitting back and looking at, at your brainstorms or at your ideas or at mm-hmm. your list you experience it in a really different way. It's really great to have movement within that. I think that's so true. There's research out there like for students that writing notes by hand puts it in your head differently than taking notes by computer. And I think that's probably true for the brainstorming stuff too. That would make a lot of sense. So, well, you definitely think, access a different part of your brain, don't you? When you, you know, sure. when you are steps away from the tech, you know, you're connecting with your limbs. It's it's a, it's a real visceral connection that makes total sense. I mean, I have my bullet journal right here, like while we're talking, because <gasps> oh, I don't have mine with me, but I, I get <laughs> that's really. I didn't. I, I did not know that you were a fellow bullet. I thought it was soul sisters, Lacey. I, so know, mine, I know. My, we have so much <laughs> <in common. laughs> I 
I have to have like my stickers and I have my you know fine line markers in there but that in itself so you know whilst I am a Trello girl and everything syncs up with my Google calendar and my mm-hmm. Evernote all of that but there's something about the act of sitting down in the morning with my flat white and my pens and mm-hmm. color coding what I'm doing and just and drawing it mm-hmm. there's that mindfulness piece and also that kind of connection you know with the artist it's sort of like I'm going to make this page look amazing today this is my day I'm going to approach it in a way that isn't just a block of like appointments and calls and stuff mm-hmm. I'm going to have my stickers and and get creative with it yeah, and I, very I feel inspired <laughs> yours are very artistic yeah. <laughs> mine is much more like let me show you this page right here I'll share I don't know if you can see if it's backwards but oh, cool. Scribbled yeah. out. My daughter got water on it. She drew some little pictures in here. That's more like my <laughs> life. <laughs> no, I, mine were always like that. <laughs> it's been quite a recent thing that I've kind of indulged in making them pretty. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's when I realized that I wanted to make my planning fun and to reconnect the creative that creative part of me with the strategy part of my day as well. So and it's, it kind of felt like is it allowed to kind of enjoy, you know, sort of painting my page and doing that? And it's not necessary, right? You know, I could just write it down or move things around on Trello, but there's definitely something about connecting with that. So, and that's part of the work as well is building creative thinking into the DNA of your day and your regular habits. Tell me a little more about that. How do you build creativity Mm. into your life in other ways? Because So we've got your Sharpie markers and your bullet journal. Like, what do you recommend for people when, because I think, let me set this up a little, because I think there's a lot Mm. of people that come to me that maybe are escaping from corporate or they were in some kind of job where basically the creativity is beaten out of you. And like they, or, or even school, because we're taught to write in a certain way in school. And, you know, that five paragraph essay with the thesis statement and all that is very different from coming up with creative content. So how do you kind of get back into that if you haven't been doing that for a long time? Perfect question, Lacey. And so it doesn't have to be, you know, sort of creativity with a capital C, right? It's not like I'm going to quit the world and be an artist and paint all day. Because I think there's that we are, as you say, you know, as we grow up, that creativity is really sadly you know sort of drawn away from us and you know my kids still know how to create and to get Mm -hmm. the flower out and to do whatever and to sort of paint everywhere and don't question whether that's a good use of time but when you get older it's like well I should be putting the washing on or or cooking dinner or you know it's not allowed right so we have permission please so what I love to do is to show people with what I call the brilliance ignition process like step-by-step layered approach to bringing it back into your world so for example I'm talking tiny tiny tweaks so if you normally go a certain way to work go a different way or like if you normally cycle to one coffee shop go to a different coffee shop like change your environment in tiny tweaks if you normally order latte or order a herbal green tea or something like mm-hmm. change your experience on the micro level because it'll be something you know as you do that you know on the daily level you know I make it my goal to do something different every day whether it's a different podcast listen to different music it doesn't have to be life-changing and huge it's taking tiny detours that expose you to, to different stimulus essentially mm-hmm. you're hearing somebody else's thoughts you're perhaps reading a different article maybe that route home has taken you somewhere else so those tiny tweaks you know, your brain will take all this stuff in and it might spark a thought somewhere. And in fact, one of my clients who did one of my ideation sessions, which is like a deep dive, you know, sort of brainstorm session, but she started off with the homework of doing slight, you know, of doing something slightly different every day. 
they took a different route home one day, her and her husband, who's a business partner, that sparked a whole conversation that led to them selling their house, buying an RV, and now their business is on the road. Love it. <laughs> and I get messages currently going, this is all your fault. <laughs> led from just doing something different because you know if we do the same stuff every day we don't give ourselves a chance to allow those ideas to come and the other huge piece of this is building in space right because from the moment we wake up there's one of these you know sort of things and we're like just gonna check my twitter and just gonna check my email oh my god and you know we really rarely unplug or step away from the green and for the noise and building in just some pockets of time where you are unplugged where your amazing brain can then actually go oh that thing you saw the other day that's quite cool you know how about if we do this this and this and if you build in that space it stops your brain from having to wake you up at three o'clock in the morning with all the ideas which quite often happens if you don't get that space <laughs> and I know I have those days still where it's like excuse me you wouldn't be quite early you know, so today mm-hmm. so now I'm going to come at you with all the ideas if you make the practice like okay I'm going to have a half hour walk today unplug you don't have to expect like the great message of genius from the sky, but it might, you're just letting those things happen. So, so you're layering up, doing something new, building in space. And what I also love to kind of encourage as well is some form of output every day, mm. whether or not it's, you know, the Julia Cameron style sort of morning pages, which mm-hmm. can feel a bit overwhelming, or whether you're doing like 500 words as part of your morning routine, you're just brain dumping anything, or if you're, you know, if you're doing a kind of Instagram post and you're going to you know, really consider what you're posting, you know, the process of input and output, the input of new things every day adds new stuff to your library in your brain. And the practice of output makes you really think about how you can put things together. And it's that muscle that we've got to flex. It's that kind of idea muscle that becomes really atrophied if we do nothing with it. Mm. So the more you practice and the more you output in some way, you start to build that ability to have ideas on demand, which is such an exciting place to be. Because if you can train yourself to then say, right, I need to come up with something really cool for my new launch or for my new product. And you know how to set the scene for yourself. You've already been inputting, outputting for a while. And then there's a whole other set of tools that you can use to trigger some ideas. But the background work is really small. It's finding space, doing new stuff. It's not like a huge piece of work. It's about taking some tiny deviations and and making that routine part of your day. I think that's really great. And I think it's important too to think of those tiny deviations in terms of like your business as well. So like we have Mm. all these templates that we're exposed to, right? Do the three videos and then the webinar and then the launch and this many emails and this is how your cart should look and you know, whatever. And a lot of that is based in good information. I'm not saying throw it out, but it's how could I make a micro change that would put my own spin on it? Or how could I adjust it just a little so that I'll stand out? Because I think what I'm seeing now is that people at least in my space, I don't know what you're seeing, but audiences are getting savvier. And a lot of the things that Mm -hmm. were templated that have worked in the past are working less well because audiences are getting, you know, they understand that there's a webinar that is going to sell to them at the end of the three video, you know? And so those things are working less well. (laughs) And Absolutely. And as you say, Lacey, like this stuff is tried and tested. It's great. But we know now if we're going to click on that, you're going to send me a three-step thing and I'm going to end up site. There's going to be an early bird discount. And it's just like, oh, 
like surprise me, show me something that's different, show me a different approach. And that's where you can have loads of fun because we're allowed to have some fun in business as well, aren't we? You know, we're allowed to perhaps not have a webinar, but do, you know, car karaoke instead as your like, sort of, whatever it is, there's all sorts of ways that you can, that is radically different and gets you noticed. If you are thinking about how to shine, especially online right now, where it's, exceptionally crowded Mm -hmm. and most marketplaces where things are moving really really fast it's you need to find your voice and to stand out and the people who are really successful with elevating their brands in a way that's really exciting is by thinking differently is by applying what's working but also just layering on what if what if we did that and playing mix and match and there's some processes that I use right now which I love to do with my clients which is you know, they give me like a list of things. So we have a kind of intake form. It's like, okay, what's your favorite film? You know, what childhood yes. toy did you play with? You know, all stuff like that, right? So it's like random things. When we have the first session, they've forgotten about that. And I will pick one of those and we'll just word associate with it. So we'll just kind of go, okay, we've got no judgment. We're just going to play with this starting point, see what comes out of it. And it works on a few levels. And the first one is that it's fun. And we've forgotten about the fact that this is like serious business, but we're just having fun. And that really, <laughs> yes, very serious. And that raises your vibe and you're kind of in a whole kind of like, oh, this is cool. This is really exciting. And the magic happens when you go down some rabbit holes in your brain and you go, okay, we're gonna, you know, just going to park all these words we've come out with, all these associations, all these things that's made us think about this. And you go, right. What if I apply that concept with a webinar? What if I play mix and match? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's things like, um, or you could even play, you know, sort of mix and match with different industries. So what if I applied the idea of the pop-up food truck industry with my online business? Okay, I can see that the food truck industry, like they have like seasonal food, they change location, they perhaps have guest chefs, they might have a really beautiful menu hmm, what can I do? What can I take from that? That's completely diagonal to my digital space and spruce it up, make it fun. You know, maybe I have like seasonal themes or, you know, so you can just simple things like that trigger a whole load of ideas and you go, that's pretty cool. I've seen a different way to step out from the rigid space and it it becomes fun again as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember a, a really interesting exercise I did in a in a fiction. I keep coming back to fiction because that's kind of where creativity started and lived for me yeah. for a long time. But we were asked to make a list of, I think it was 10 or 20 of our favorite books and movies and things like that. And then you were asked to see what do they all have in common? And it was so interesting because when you first make the list, you're just like, oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. But when you look at the list, it's almost as though you made it with those things in common. You know what I mean? It was like magical that I was like, oh, well, they all have this, this, and this. I think you could do that with brands and businesses and marketing strategies the same way. Like list off 10 things you love. Maybe it's Upworthy videos and, you know, I don't know, like BuzzFeed lists and quizzes and and what do they all right. have in common that you love, you know? <laughs> and there's a great tool that, that I've been, you know, sort of showing people as well, is how to use Netflix as your starting point. So you use a box set that you are loving, right? I mean, it's so easy because everyone's like, what, so Netflix can become like a business thing? I'm like, yeah, it's a starting point. So like use the, you know, perhaps it's the themes in, in the film or the box set, perhaps it's the direction or the colors or the theme, like all of that stuff, list it all out. What is it about the character arcs? What is it about this and the other? You have a whole set of things that you can then go, hmm, 
what can I take from there? Who's kind of, maybe there's a character that's come back from the past or whatever. It's like, okay, what can I bring back in my business that I used to do? Like, it just gets you thinking in so many different ways. And and in fact, yesterday, you know, one of my clients, we went on this whole brainstorm and we ended up really in the 90s, right? We ended up in this whole like retro theme. We were talking about friends. We were talking about like, you know, know, 90s makeup. And so for the follow-up call, she dressed in 90s stuff so you know so she had the hair 90s she went all out with the makeup you know the choker and she was like oh my god I can see how my clients if I play dress up with my clients and get them to step into their brand it's like brilliant and we got there from talking about (laughs) friends or something and so she ended up with a whole other way of approaching how she can engage her clients and you end up with tools like language you end up with different concepts you can use it's also really handy for even if you're kind of outsourcing, you know, your copy or your content, but you can come back to things and say, oh yeah, from that brainstorm, we came out with some really cool words and some different ways of describing things. So you don't end up in the same cesspit. (laughs) 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 Because that's the, it's like we were talking about at the beginning. It's so easy to use the same words and the same ideas and the same images that other people in your, in your space are using. It's easy to fall into that trap. I'm curious do you ever run into with your clients that they are afraid to step that far out of the box? Oh God, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and a lot of people, it's fairly new for me to really embrace the creative thinking part as the service and as a kind of right. integration with you know with people's businesses because I realize that actually what they want is my brain in, the, in their business alongside them to do this stuff. So I'm like, brilliant. But yeah, a lot of people, if they're starting out, it's kind of, oh, I don't really know. I don't feel creative. I'm not a creative person. Like they've got themselves in a box that's kind of perhaps they're labeled as like sporty or academic or all these things. They're like, I don't, I don't know how to access this stuff. And it's not as far out and woo-woo as it might seem. Like it's essentially, it's a problem solving toolkit that just allows your neurons to see things in a completely different way. But yeah, the fear is definitely there, Lacey. And I think it's, you know, like you said earlier, it's very much around the permission to try things and the permission to play as well, because play is huge, I think, for business owners anyway. We need to have that time, that tools down time to play, which we don't often give ourselves permission, you know, to do, especially if we're wearing all the hats or we're perhaps, you know, working mums and all that stuff, right? So I think it's partly permission-based, it's partly label-based and and how we have that kind of self-identity set up around what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I'm on a mission to change that, Lacey. I'm going to have people <laughs> using the, the creative thinking on the regular. <laughs> wow, gosh, you make it sound so fun. Like I don't have any trouble with creative thinking particularly, but I still want to come sign up and like do a session with you. because Well, just, we could just hang out and brainstorm it. In- yeah, we can just dress up anytime, Lacey, oh, and, good, and just brainstorm us. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I think that's so yeah. interesting. I think also, like, it's kind of like the, you know, the Google concept of 20% time. Like, if you're really afraid mm. of trying something in your business because it might not work or whatever, you could kind of make it your 20% time. You know, if you're, yes. if you're not ready to give up your templates or your formulas or whatever it is, like, okay, 80% of the time we'll do what we know works, but 20% yeah. of the time <laughs> we get to play, we get to do a little something and it's okay if it doesn't work exactly right the first time. Absolutely. Or even 20% of that template have a little play with it yes, so, okay so perfect. you know mm-hmm. I love it so it's like okay so here's my three page 
sales video series that, that leads to this. It's like, well, what if one was a video, one was a live party or what? You know, yeah. think about ways that you can just tweak little bits here and there that gives your personality and your tone of voice. And with practice, that's the great thing about building an input and output and just practicing the stuff. You become really connected with your brand as well because you, you know, especially for those of us you know, that have personal brands, essentially that are, you know, we are the business. But so it's all about amping up the kind of alter ego parts of ourselves and our quirks and our humor and our personalities and our awesome blue hair, which I'm really oh. jealous of. Okay. <laughs> so well, like that. say that my brand is me dialed up to 11 because, you know, I don't mm. look like that every day. And I certainly yeah. don't walk around smoking my pencil every day, but it is part of me. You know, it is me. It's just amped up, like you said. <laughs> Completely. And there's really strong evidence as well. Like I think, you know, Todd Herman spoken like a lot about this recently about how he really attaches the kind of alter ego version of Todd to to himself and sort of, you know, almost anchors the confidence in that alter ego. So, yes. you know, so the Joe that does, you know, webinars and speaking and, and teaching and, and client stuff, like, that's not really me. Let's not pretend that's me. It's like, that's the kind of uber confident, you know, version mm-hmm. of me. And, mm-hmm. and so my brand and my language, you know, and the way that I talk is me, but it's, as you say, it's really amped up. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of really amp up my quirks and my bad taste and kind of 80s stadium music and my almond butter addiction and all of that stuff. Because you get a really big picture, don't you, when you connect with someone like that. And so whatever your brand is and however you see that, the more you practice thinking about things in a slightly different way, the more license you have and the more you know confident you'll become by trying things out, by just having a go. Yeah. Yeah. And- you know, with the output piece you're talking about, I always remind people that like content is the perfect place to practice because the minute you post a Facebook post in 10 minutes, it's old news. You know what I mean? So there's this constant, you have to be producing all the time. And that's really very good because it gives you all these opportunities to try something different. If this doesn't work, you and it gets something a little yeah, it gets that fear out of the way. And oh my God, but you know, when I look back to my first videos, you know, my YouTube <laughs> things were very kind of like, oh, hello, it's, it's Joe Gifford. And I was, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't really comfortable with just kind of sitting here jamming or, right. you know, or being on camera and all of that stuff. And my very first posts were kind of really different. And that voice involves, you know, and you become more confident the more you do it. And we all have to have the shitty posts and the shitty yes. videos and everybody does. crap. <laughs> we have to, we're, like, we're not, what I love you know, to kind of tell people as well is like, if you go back, you know, on the Wayback Machine and look at all the people who you love and admire now, look at their websites years ago. Like everyone started with bad lighting, with like <laughs> videos that they shot in their flats or whatever. Like they didn't all start off with the set and the blow dry and the you know, production team. <laughs> and sure. like, that's not how it is. So just give it a go, get out there, start finding your voice and then lean into just experimenting and sort of coloring outside the lines a little bit as well. I love that. I love that. So I just want to reiterate a couple of things I heard you say because they were so powerful. So one of them was like to get physical with your creativity, do something different in your day, every day that will Mm. spark different ideas, create white space around in your day so you can think, so your brain can do its thing. And then make sure you're producing something every day so that you have the opportunity to play and try different things. I am so glad we got to do this. Oh, I love it. We could just hang out all night. We're just gonna we're just gonna have to keep Skyping and zooming, I think, my love. <laughs> I know. It's good. It's awesome. <laughs>
I, I, think I, will, I think I will um, be mindful of your time today and we'll just have to do it again really soon. So we can tell people where they should find you and come learn more about your, all your brilliance and your creative. All my brilliance going on. Oh, thank you. Wait. If you go to joegifford.co, you'll find the links to my free Facebook group. You'll find the links to all my stuff, my podcast, and and just come say hi. So yeah, I'd love to hear what your peeps, you know, think about creative thinking and content creation. And Lacey, thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> we will chat again soon. We will. Thanks, Bye. darling.